Hey, welcome back to the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 489, Weekly Review 4.0, The New Smarter Way to Manage What's Due Now. Good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down my latest update to my own weekly review, how you can clarify your next action with confidence, and how I'm dividing all of my productivity systems into groups that increase focus, reduce stress, and prevent overwhelm. Let's get to it. Having total confidence in what to do next is everything. You know, I've thought a lot about productivity over these last 10 years on this podcast, and one question comes back again and again in a way that I just can't ignore, which is, what is my next action? And more importantly, am I confident in my decision about what comes next? You know, I can make to-do lists for days, but are they reflective of my actual highest priorities? Will these actions move me towards my goals, or are they just distractions? You know, part of my solution to clarify my next actions is to intelligently review my progress, record what happened, and fill my calendar with the most well-thought-out plan that I can muster. This process is my weekly review. And this week, I'm going to share the latest update to it and how you can benefit from this change today. Now, if you've not yet heard my previous episodes about this review process, you can get those links on the show notes at jeffsanders.com slash 489. Now, before I reveal the changes to the review process, we should probably go back and actually review what the review is all about. So if you are brand new to weekly reviews, uh, years ago, I read David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, which I believe was the first time that I learned about the review process and one that was structured and one that allows me to be very intentional every single week about what I do to make sure the coming week is going to be the best that it can possibly be. That's the point of the review. It's not to be reflective. That's not actually what it is. Reviewing what happened in the past by itself means very little. The question is, what do you do with that? Can you make the coming week the best that it can possibly be? And so years ago, when I first learned of this review process, I began to implement it on a weekly basis. That's when you do these things. And I have stuck with it every single week. Forget this, more than a decade, every single week for more than 10 years. And I have the records of every single one of them in Google Drive literally all of them. So I can go back and see what weird projects I was involved with a long time ago, what I thought was important back then, and then compare that to what's going on in my world today. So if you want a review process to be baked into your life, and you probably will want this because it's very powerful, I'm going to run through here a typical review process, and then we'll see what my customized review process looks like today, and then the changes that I have made from there. So if we back this up and look at what a review process typically includes, for most people that I've worked with, the review process usually lasts one to two hours once a week. 
That's really all this is. It could be faster. It could take longer. It really is just up to you as far as what to review, how deep to get into it, and what is necessary for your current goals in your life right now. Now, as far as when to do the review, uh, most people choose Friday afternoons at the office or maybe Sunday evenings at home. The goal here is to make sure that on Monday morning, you are ready for the week to begin. That's in large part why this podcast comes out on Monday mornings, because I want to lay that foundation for you to have the energy, the enthusiasm, the ideas, all of those things to lead you into this next new week. Well, the review process, it's an epically important part of that to make sure Monday morning is the best that it can be. Now, in a typical review process, there are three major sections. The first is to review what happened last week. The second is to review your habits and systems you tend to have uh, most days and most weeks. And then finally, you plan the upcoming week. So let's go back through those one at a time. Number one, you want to review what happened last week. Well, what does that mean? It means you review your calendar, your task manager, your project manager, your digital notebook, whatever you're using to manage your life, your work, your projects, your goals, right? All the systems, all the tools, all the notebooks, all the things you may have with all the ideas, all the tasks, right? That's your life, basically, all wrapped up in all of these systems. And so the goal is to look through them to see, well, what happened? Good things, bad things, like what was last week like? And then you would use some kind of a spreadsheet or a a notebook, a template, something to actually record that information. So it's not just simply looking at your calendar and mentally noting this. We're going to actually write this down to record your wins, your losses, your lessons learned, the big stuff of what you were able to grab from last week that was notable that could change your future going forward. The second section here is to review your habits and systems. Uh, This could include your personal health routine, your daily habits, your weekly tasks to complete, uh, tech to update, whatever it is you happen to do on an ongoing basis, those daily habits, those weekly habits that matter to you, your work, your health, your family, whatever those things are, that's going to get reviewed as well because if you've ever prioritize routines and habits, you know how important and foundational those can be. And a review process, like once a week, once a month, at the very least, should be baked into your life to make sure that those habits and routines and systems are optimized as often as possible. And then number three, the final section of the review typically includes a plan for the week coming up. So what has to happen? Meetings, events, obligations, responsibilities, those things that are core and essential that you cannot miss. And then also, what would you love to see happen? Your big goals, your top priorities, your like epic dreams, fantasies, ideals for the week to play out. For me, this is really important. I love to make sure that not only the things I'm committed to are on the calendar, but the things I really care about are on the calendar as well. And then the last section of this for the upcoming week to plan, this is really important, nothing. You have to plan nothing. What does that mean? It means margin. It means free time. It means white space on the calendar, openness. It's extremely important to make sure that, yes, your goals are there, of course, obligations, yes, but there has to be flex time around all of these activities and events and tasks So you don't throw off your calendar on Monday morning when things don't go as planned because they never do, right? This is life. Things never go as planned. We hope they will. 
the calendar reflects that. We can learn from last week. Hey, last week there was a plan. Did the plan actually work? Probably not. Or at least in part, it didn't. Right? This is how life is. It's messy. It's complicated. Things pop up you will not see coming until it happens, and then you have to respond in the moment. So margin in your calendar for your review, oh, so important. So that's basically what a review looks like for most people. You review the last week, review your systems, and you plan the week coming up. And that whole process would take usually one to two hours. Um, for me, it's about 90 minutes, like right in that, in that sweet spot there. So now let's dig into what my customized review process looks like. Um, it has changed exponentially over the years, lots of evolution. That's why we're on version 4.0 this week. And so right now, let's go through what I typically do. And then I'll share with you the epic changes that I've made, the significant changes that I think you will love as well. So my review process basically begins with technology, which is kind of weird because that's not related to my goals in theory. But in reality, my technology is the foundation for everything that I do. I mean, in essence, I kind of run a tech company as a podcaster and a website owner and, you know, online course creator. Everything I do is very tech centric. So because of that, I want to make sure that every single device that I use is optimized. Every battery is charged. Every software component is updated. Every app is in great shape. I want everything to run in a beautiful way. So my tech updates include computer reboots, software updates, backups of computers and iPhones. Um, I have software on my Mac that's called Clean My Mac. Uh, it's a phenomenal piece of software that I use every single week to clean out the back end of all the junk and spam and attachments and things I don't need anymore. I use that on all my computers every single week. And then finally, I charge all of my battery-powered devices. Now, the actual charging devices I do spread out over the course of monthly reviews, quarterly reviews. Uh, we'll get to more of that in a minute. But really, charging my devices is also really important because I want to make sure that the things I rely on are reliable. And so the week coming up, I'm not going to think about, is my watch charged? Is my phone ready? All of these things are baked into my life. And once a week, I make sure the tech is optimized. The second section for me includes a lot of household chores. So as a father of two and a guy who loves to make sure that his entire workspace and home space is optimized, I have a long list of chores that I'm in charge of, things that I want to make sure are top of my game every week, everything from lawn care to laundry to errands I'm going to run. All of those things are reviewed on a weekly basis to make sure that our house can function well. I also work from home, so my home office and my house are very similar, and I want to make sure everything here is organized and clean. So if you work from home, you probably know that your house being clean and organized impacts your work. It impacts your focus. It impacts your ability to get your next task accomplished. So I put a lot of emphasis on my house being clean, organized, and pulled together. And yes, two young girls in my house, that's a lot of work. It takes a lot of intentionality to make sure all of those boxes are checked. The third step in my process is to empty my inboxes. That includes my email inbox, my task manager inbox, as well as my digital notebook where I keep my latest thoughts and ideas. I want all of these things processed, usually every single day, but at the very least, once a week. 
So I get a lot of ideas and I record those ideas all the time. And generally speaking, on a daily basis, I will process those. I will then schedule them or delete them or complete them. But if I don't, at least once a week, that system will be completely flushed out. Now, number four in my review process is to update my progress reports on my projects. So what that means is I have a series of projects that I'm working on any given time, whether it's for my business or it's a personal goal like a marathon to train for. Whatever the case is, I have project lists in my Google Docs, Google Drive system where I keep track of all of my tasks in a project. And along with that, I have a list of what happened last week and I'll record my progress on a weekly basis so I can see, in essence, on a spreadsheet how that project has progressed over time. And so what I'll do once a week is update the next week's progress to ask myself that question, what did I do last week on this important goal? So I can keep track of all my progress over time. Now, number five on my list is then to schedule my fitness. I have a lot of emphasis on personal health and especially on my workout plan. And so I want to make sure that not only are all my workouts pre-scheduled every single day for the week coming up, but also my diet is part of that. So my trips to the grocery store to buy the produce that I eat, the salads I want to have, the smoothies I want to drink, all of that is pre-scheduled so I can make sure that if I don't have what I need in my kitchen, I have it planned to go get the food that I need, the healthy food I need to function at my absolute best. This is not something that I've done forever. I actually added this in probably six months ago. This It comes and goes, right? This is the kind of thing where healthy habits, we tend to get on really good kicks where we really care about our health and things are great. And then seasons of our lives were just like, I don't know, a donut sounds better right now. Like it's just, you know, that's how I operate frequently. And so recently in my life, I've been much more intentional about asking myself these questions of not only when will I exercise, but when will I buy the healthy food I plan to eat? Because if I don't buy it, It's not in my kitchen and I can't eat it. This is the habit, the thing to change. If you want to change your diet, change when you schedule your trips to go buy the healthy food, because that's the action that will change your ability to eat the food. That's the thing. So if you're not doing that, I highly encourage you to do so because it's very effective. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. 
Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Number six on my review process is to actually write out my weekly goals on the whiteboard here in my home office. So I keep track of my weekly goals uh, on this whiteboard intentionally. Number one, I want to be very intentional about what I chose to do. I want to be able to see what those goals are throughout the week. And then most importantly, check off those boxes as the week progresses. And I even record how many focus blocks of time that I did towards that goal as the week progresses with these little tally marks. So my tallies really remind me, yes, I'm making progress on this goal. See how these you know focus blocks of time are adding up? That means I'm spending quality time on the goals that matter to me. And then by the end of the week, if things go well, all the goals get done, or at least most of them. And so if I can see this list in an ongoing way that ebbs and flows and changes and evolves, but allows me to interact with it all week as the week is going, that's much more of a guarantee for me that I'll actually do the work I set out to do. So if you don't have some kind of a reminder like that, that's that obvious, a whiteboard is phenomenal. You can do a small one on your desk or a big one on the wall, whatever works for you. Whiteboards are essential in this process to interact with your goals. And then finally, step number seven is I complete my checklist. So there is a template. If you want to download this, there's a free download of my template at jeffsanders.com slash 5am club. That is my email newsletter that comes with a lot of downloads for free templates for lots of things. One of those downloads is my checklist for the review process. And so what that is, I'll give you a brief overview. It includes me recording my wins and accomplishments. So usually my top three to four big wins my losses or areas to work on. Uh, This is an area that doesn't get enough attention from me, but should. Now, the goal behind it is to not just record what didn't go well. It's to then go to the next section and record how you're going to fix that problem. Now, in some cases, I'll record a loss I already fixed, right? A problem I already solved. In other cases, it's a problem that still needs a solution. And so the intention behind this is to reflect on, okay, this went wrong, this thing broke, this thing didn't work, how will I fix this problem next week? It's awesome to record your wins and accomplishments, and I'm all for acknowledging success. But the real question is, how can next week be the best that it can be? Well, there's two sides of that coin. One of them is you amplify the things you're doing well, and the other side is you solve the active problems you have, and you do so in an intentional way. And so the goal of this checklist is to ask yourself those very key questions and to be honest with yourself and your progress, right? This is a list that no one's going to see. This is just for you. And so there's no reason to lie to yourself. In fact, I would encourage you to be overly honest, be very brutally honest. Yes, here was a win. That's awesome. But here's an area I screwed up. I did this wrong. I made a mistake. And here's the fix. Here's the solution. Or Here's a bad thing that just happened to me. wasn't my fault, but I'm responsible for the solution. So here's that as well. So this for me is like the most important part of the review process. This reflection on what happened, and then you turn that around into, and now here's how to make it better. After those sections, I go into things that I call my aha moments or my personal development ideas. This is my chance to be reflective on enhancements or improvements or 
you know, evolutionary changes I want to make for myself, whether it's a personal growth idea or a new business hack or some new way to make money or a new way to connect with people, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's very open-ended to record uh, thoughts that I had that I thought were inspirational or helpful, uh, whether it's from myself or someone else, either one's fine. Then I get to my section on what I'm grateful for. Um, almost every single week, my grateful for section is reflective of my wins for the week. So I'm usually very grateful for the things that went well. Like that tends to be what happens. And so I'll record in most cases, my top three wins uh, because that's what I feel good about. Then I have written down my top goal for the quarter, my top goals for the month. And I use those to then decide upon what the top goals for next week will be. So when all this is put together, you know your wins, you know your losses, you know the things you've you've thought about and reflected on. You also know your current priority for the quarter and for the month, and all of that wiggles down to your top goals for this week coming up, and here's how you're going to make it happen. That's essentially the process in a nutshell. And once again, it sounds like a lot when I say it out loud like this, but when you do this every single week, these things flow really fast. You can really click through these in a way that's just very simple, very clean, and in a way that ultimately is extraordinarily helpful. Like I can't emphasize the benefits enough here. The clarity that I get from this review process is astounding. The confidence that I have in my calendar, in my next actions, in my goals I can't live without this process, right? This is just so important. And of course, this actual process can change and evolve in a thousand ways, but the core elements are always still there. Like there is a reason why reviewing is important. And there's a reason why being intentional is important. It changes your results, which is what we're going for. We're trying to change our outcome, which happens when we are intentional and reflective and honest with ourselves and our lives. Having said that, one of the evolutionary changes that I have made uh, has been my growth into version 4.0 of the review process. And this I'm excited about. I think if I'm correct, I briefly mentioned one of these ideas in the show before. Uh, either way, we're going to dig into now the specifics for the changes that I've made. Uh, there are two big ones. The first one is I've added what I'm calling my midweek and mid-month reviews. So that, yes, technically means I have more review systems. So let me just back up for a second. If you think about the life that I have you know, crafted and the systems that I have built and the ones that I, I advertise and promote in my book and on this show, you might think that I spend a heck of a lot of time doing reviews between a weekly review, monthly, quarterly, annual, project reports. There's a lot of data and a lot of reflection going on. Now. On the surface, it sounds like a lot, but of course, in execution, these things don't take that much time and they're extremely helpful. So I'm the kind of person, if I see something is working, I double down on it and I make sure that it's going to be as helpful as it can be. So having said that, when I created my new midweek review and mid-month reviews, all I actually did was break apart the weekly review and the monthly review into two pieces. So it's the same review process. It's just happening in two smaller chunks. The first chunk or the first grouping that I have are date specific tasks. This is very similar to Stephen Covey's quadrants of philosophy. So if you know Stephen Covey's four quadrants concept, 
Uh, everything is organized between urgency and importance. And your Q1, your quadrant one tasks are those that are both urgent and important. And so for me, my date specific tasks are those that are assigned to the weekly review and the monthly review as they always have been. The difference is group number two, which I have now organized as my important but non-urgent tasks. These are ones that I want to make sure are going to get done on a weekly basis or monthly basis, but they're ones that are kind of flexible in their dates. So let's break this down uh, section by section here. So in the weekly review, the thing we just discussed in detail, for the most part, my intention here is to focus on things that are both urgent and important. I review last week's progress, I update progress reports, I schedule goals for next week. All these things are fairly expected. However, what I saw myself doing, as you may have just heard, there are quite a few things in my own custom review process that are not date-specific. They're not actually due at any time at all. I have just arbitrarily assigned a date to them. So let's be very specific here. My midweek review process, the new one that I've created with a focus on my Q2 tasks, my important but non-urgent tasks, those include all of my tech updates, right? Computer reboots, software updates, all of the battery charges, all of that. Those can happen basically any time. I don't have to do those on Sunday evening before Monday begins. I just have to do them at some point. Likewise, the same thing is true for the household chores. The same thing is true for my fitness plan. And the same thing is true for the random miscellaneous tasks that need to be reviewed or completed on a weekly basis or somewhere close to that. It's a pretty open-ended section, a pretty open-ended concept to just ask the question, if I was to have an ideal set of routines and habits and systems that will allow me to focus on what's due now, what's due on a specific date, a specific time, let's make sure that's scheduled. But then a bunch of other stuff that I would love in, in an ideal way, would love to see completed, but they're not due. Well, when do you do them? This has been my issue for a long time in productivity in general. How do I arbitrarily prioritize something that doesn't have a due date. For a lot of people, these things just never happen or they just happen at the very last second when things are actually falling apart and they should have been done way before then, right? I want to prevent chaos. I want to make sure I have systems that are going to function all the time. So as a simple example, if I want my computer to operate at the, you know, the highest level that it can so I can record my podcast and do all of my tech work, well, I can't have my computer filled with viruses and junk and old files and the hard drive is, is maxed out and the computer's 10 years old and it's too slow to function, right? Like I don't live like that. I would never allow myself to get there because I know how important my tech is. So I take really good care of it, but it's never due. There's no specific date to do it. So you need to arbitrarily but intentionally decide when these things will take place. And what I have realized is a midweek review well, it's a great time for me to, to organize and prioritize these types of tasks. So now on Wednesday mornings, that is my new midweek review process. And it takes literally 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and I'm done. Which then makes my weekly review process on Sunday evenings super fast. Really, like, and right to the point. I can really ask myself, what is going to happen this coming week? Let's get to it. No distractions. No other you know, smaller, tiny tasks might get in the way. 
Let's get to what matters and do it now. And speaking of that, the monthly review and the new mid-month review process are set up in the exact same way. So for my typical monthly review, I will have in the same sense a quadrant one task or set of tasks, which are things that are both urgent and important, which includes reviewing last month's progress, reflecting on how to improve, and then scheduling goals for the month coming up. So that's fairly expected, and that would happen around the first of the month, usually the first or second for me in that sense. Well, then I have this whole list of tasks to do for the mid-month review, which typically is scheduled around the 15th of the month, usually right in the middle somewhere, which is the exact same thing, quadrant two tasks then show up. And that includes tech updates, website updates, financial updates, and random miscellaneous tasks that have to be done on a monthly basis, give or take a few days or a few weeks. Once again, very open, very flexible, lots of options here. There's a ton of ways to organize what would be considered a mid-month review based upon your job, your goals, things you want to make sure are always up to date, but that don't need a weekly review. That's maybe way too often. So once a month feels great, but these are not date specific. So you're much more flexible, much more open to move it around. You'll get it done, but it's not urgent. I have found this process to be very helpful because the things that I want to make sure are going to get done are all on these checklists. And I have a specific Google Doc for each one of these. And all the items I want to do are right there. And they're very simple, very obvious. And when the date shows up, I have a reminder in my task manager in Nosby to then link to that document and do those tasks. That's it. I schedule a reminder that is a recurring reminder, recurring task that then pops back up again every month or every week. And I do the same checklist yet again. And what's really made this process flow for me in a really beautiful way has been the second major update to the review process for version 4.0, which is what I discussed recently on the podcast, which was my shift to Google Drive or specifically Google Docs for everything. So my entire productivity system, aside from my calendar and task manager, my entire file manager and my project management system and all of these checklists and all these reminders They're all in Google Drive, and they're either in a Google Doc or Google Sheet or something very similar to that. So with all the documents there, everything is linkable, everything is formatted in the same way, everything is consolidated, and everything is more clear than it's ever been. And so that intentionality behind the system has now allowed me to link to everything, right? I just said that when the reminder in Nosby, my task manager, pops up, There's a link right there. I click the link. I open the document in my browser and I do the checklist. So the reminders are built in. The checklist is digital. It's accessible from all my devices. Everything is there. This makes the system extremely simple and easy to update, easy to change, easy to evolve. And you can see how this review process for the week, for the month, the quarter, the year, all of it's related. All of it is so much more synchronized in a way that it wasn't before. And I love it. I just I love the fact that this is there because it gives me that, that peace of mind to know that anything that I care about can be addressed on a recurring basis. I don't have to remember or panic or be you know regretful of mistakes I've made. Just put it in the checklist and do it. That's really all this is. 
And this could include everything from like checking the batteries in your smoke detectors to changing your air filters to whatever it is you're in charge of that you want to do. All of those things can be in these checklists. Every single random little thing that maybe you just kind of like haphazardly get to whenever you feel like it or remember. No, forget all that. Forget forgetting and just have it all in the system. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. If you don't have your life organized in this way, you will love this. I promise you. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, to pivot this conversation just a little bit, uh, there's one more area I wanted to discuss that I think relates to what I just said in a very specific way which is this concept of confidently choosing your next action. So at the top of the show, I mentioned you know David Allen, his book, Getting Things Done. And I learned not only from David Allen about weekly review processes, well, I also learned about the value of a next action, that everything we do is really asking the question, what's my next move? What's the next thing to do? And the thing about that is you can logically know what the next thing to do is based upon a previous list you've created. But are you confident that's the right choice? Do you feel good about that? I ask that question because frequently in my life, I'll make a to-do list. I'll make a checklist. I'll have a project with all kinds of tasks and lists. And then it'll come time to do it. It's on the calendar. Today, it's okay. It's a Tuesday afternoon. I'm now going to work on this project. And I'll get to the list and go, "Uh uh-uh. No, this is not the right set of lists. This is the wrong set of tasks. This is, it doesn't feel right. Something's wrong here. And so then I'll go and I'll, I'll rehash the list. I'll recreate it. I'll reorganize it. I'll make it better. And then I go from there. So that process of reevaluating my projects, my tasks, the things I focus on, what are my next actions? I am constantly in that process of asking myself, am I sure that this is the right next move? Which sounds like a distracting hurdle to delay the progress, But what it is, is me recognizing in the moment, I just chose a distraction. I just chose something that is not actually due today. I just chose to work on something that is optional, unnecessary, or even silly or nonsensical. Well, why not be more intentional? Why not go do something that is the right next thing to do? 
Now, of course, that's extremely subjective. There really is no right next move. There's really just your best call. That's all that life is, is we're making our best judgment calls for the next action to take to accomplish our goals, to live our lives to the fullest. And there is no right answer here. I wish there was. In many ways, that's what I'm, I'm searching for, this epic journey of mine to be more productive, to find that perfect day, that perfect project. But of course, that's just not going to happen. And so my question then becomes, how do I organize my life in such a way that I have more confidence on these decisions, that I am doing things that matter? Well, one of the ways I do that is I change the labeling of my tasks in my task manager. So inside of Nosby, I label my tasks as either red or blue. Red are things that are due today, and blue are things that are not. And ideally, the only things I work on are due today because I have intentionally chosen these things to be due for a certain reason, and I'm going to do them. Now, the opposite is also true. In an ideal sense, I'm going to work on things that are important, whether they're urgent or not. So you could argue my blue tasks are the ones that actually need my attention just as much. And this is the tension that I face, is trying to figure out how to do it all, (laughs) how to do everything. I want to check all the boxes. I want to complete all the tasks. But of course, that's also ridiculous. That's not, I'm not trying to burn myself out. I'm not trying to burn you out. So what do you do? How do you organize your life in a way that's effective? Well, my red and blue labeling, which I can do in Nosby, they're called labels, and I can actually see that color on the task. And most systems have something that's similar to that, a way for you to indicate priority or indicate if this is important or not. So use your system, use the tools that are available to you, but Be intentional with that so that on each day when it starts, you can see the list of tasks and hopefully prioritize those, label them, understand the value of them in such a way that you will give all of your attention to the things that are due today. And when that list is completed, you then go on to the next things. I mentioned this as a strategy because for a long time, my tasks didn't have that sense of labeling. And so if I have, let's say, 10 things on the to-do list, and things that are not important or not urgent or not that pressing are on the list and listed in the exact same way as things that are urgent, that are important, and they look identical on the list because it's just black and white text. It looks the same, but they're not the same. Some things are more important than others, and there has to be a way to easily identify what those things are. And then you give all your attention to what's valuable, even if it's hard even if you don't want to do it, especially if it's hard, and especially if you don't want to do it. Those are the tasks we have to lean in on. That's where the progress happens. That's where the confidence and the emotional uh, release takes place, where you feel that sense of, of joy because you did the right thing. That's what I'm trying to get to every single day. How do I know what matters and how do I do what matters? Now, this same strategy can be applied to your calendar as well. All of my meetings on my calendar, the things that I have you know, basically agreed to do and that happen at a certain day at a certain time, these things must happen, they're all labeled as the color red, the same color that I have in my task manager as things that are due today because that's they're scheduled for that day at that time. They are due today. Those meetings and events are happening, so they're red. And then everything else, at least to a certain degree, you have a lot of color coding going on, but the other work items are in blue because they're important, but not urgent. They are things that are a great use of my time, 
but they're not required or necessarily need to happen in that certain block. So this is pretty flexible. There's a lot of ways to navigate this, but the intention behind it is to be intentional, is to know what matters, to do what matters, and have a system that reflects that level of prioritization in an intentional way. And if that happens, you're going to get a lot more done, especially of the things that mean something. Now, the second strategy to improve your confidence to choose your next action is to increase your focus by, this is not a shocking statement, getting things out of sight, out of mind. This is a concept that I have doubled down on, tripled down on in the last few weeks. Um, Let's go back to that whole Google Drive project management overhaul that I've had recently. The entire point of that system Besides consolidation, which was very helpful, and digital access, of course, important, but the real underlying point of the system was to archive things. It was to get things away from my field of vision. It was to make sure that if things didn't matter, they were either deleted or they were hidden from view. In order to focus, we have to see what matters and ignore the rest. So our goal is to spend as much of our time as possible working on things that matter, but that means we cannot see the distractions. We cannot allow them in. This is why I love focus blocks of time because they're intentionally guarded around your time, your energy, your physical space. The intention behind focus is not focus. It's to prevent distraction. That's all it is. And so if you can get things out of sight, out of mind, well, then they're not there. They don't exist to distract you. So in my digital system, my file management, project management, task management systems, if it doesn't matter, I have hidden it. I've put it away. I've archived it. It is gone. And the more of that that I do, the more that the only thing I see is the next thing to do. It's the next project that needs my attention. And that's it. And the rest is just intelligently organized, archived, and put away, and I can access it if I need to, but I'm not going to see it on an ongoing basis. There's a lot to be said about how to do this with your own system. Um, I may in the future actually break this down with more specifics as to the actual folder structure that I have, Uh, but just note that there's a lot of ways to do this, and you probably have a pretty good idea where to start, which is basically take anything that you're not working on, put it in a folder called archive, and put it away. It can be that easy, but this process to get anything in your life, physical, digital, doesn't matter. If it's not important right now, move it, hide it, get rid of it. Super helpful. And the final strategy to improve your confidence on the things that matter the most to you, to know what your next action is going to be, is to write everything down. And that seems so obvious, except for the fact that you may wonder, well, how does writing things down make me more confident in my decision? Well, what I have seen to be true is that most of the things that I am uncertain of or fearful of or have concerns about or am wondering about, almost all of that is mental. I'm thinking about those things. I'm worrying in my head about those things. But when the simple act of writing that down happens, I record that thought, record the idea. I put it in Nosby. I put it on you know, paper and pen, write it down. Well, all of a sudden, it's not as confusing anymore. It's not as fearful or fear-inducing. It's just a thought that's now black and white on paper or digitally you know, recorded in a way. I can see it. I can work with it. I can schedule it. I can take action on it. It becomes tangible. It becomes real. 
And so if you're looking for confidence in your next action, write it down and then work with it and see where it goes. It's an incredibly simple concept that I have seen to be more important than ever, especially when things get busy, especially when things get stressful, and especially if I have fear, worry, concern, some kind of a negative thought on something, I get that negativity out of my head. I get it out, I put it on paper, and then I work with it, I solve the problem, and then I move on. If you get all of your thoughts out of your head and recorded somewhere, it's going to change the way that you view the things you do, and you're going to feel a lot better about it emotionally, which will then cause you to take real-world action and get real-world results. So as a final review of the episode this week, uh, the focus is on the review process. So if you do not currently have one that is mapped out and on your calendar every week, once again, you can go to jeffsanders.com slash 5amclub, and you can get a free template there to work with. And of course, follow the advice that I listed in the episode this week, and make sure that's happening once a week, and it's on your calendar, guaranteed time. The second idea was to split your reviews and systems into two groups. The first, things that are due now, and the second, things that are not due now, but need to happen on some regular basis. And so once again, your midweek review and mid-month review can be extremely important in that process. Third big idea, create a system to write everything down. This could be pen and paper at your bedside, a waterproof notepad in your shower, which I've used both of those in the past and still do today. Also a phone app that you trust that's with you wherever you go right? A system to record whatever you're thinking. And then finally, you want to enhance your overall focus and confidence by spending as much time as possible on the tasks and projects that are both urgent and important. The more of your life that is spent on things that matter, the less of your life that is spent on things that don't. It really is that simple on paper, at least in theory. If you can live that out and execute that more often, your results will be astronomically better than what they are today. I promise you that. This is a really, really important episode because the concepts discussed here can foundationally change how you approach your to-do list, your calendar, your projects. Like these concepts matter. And so implement them. And yes, tell me about this. Once again, you can email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. I would love to hear how these systems have changed the way you live and work. And for the action step this week, of course, go evolve and upgrade your weekly review template and move up to version 4.0. If you want to, you can break your tasks and systems into those two groups, things that are due now and things that are not. If you want to lower your stress, reduce your overwhelm, and focus on what matters more effectively than ever, this is a great time to improve your system. So make your own weekly review 4.0 process and see how well it works for you. JeffSanders.com slash 489 is the place to go for episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Spotify to never miss an episode. That's all I've got for you here on the 5AM Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. 
Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.